Hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Chain, a podcast about different songs and the things that link them together. I'm Britt Aylin, and previously on The Chain, I linked from Iggy Pop's The Passenger to I Want to Be Yours by Arctic Monkeys through their use of published poetry. Today, we're going to examine some of the production choices behind I Want to Be Yours in order to find our next link. Their fifth studio album, AM, was something of a turning point for Arctic Monkeys, with the band taking a different approach to recording. Here's Alex Turner talking about their fourth album, Suck It and See, from the official Arctic Monkeys YouTube channel. We tried to take a bit of time before we actually went into like a studio to record, so everyone knew what we were doing. So this mostly, in fact, all the tunes we've been recording have just been like live takes. In contrast, AM was more of a studio album, with tracks laid down separately and overdubbed vocal harmonies. Recording at Vox Studios, formerly Electrovox, in Los Angeles, the band took advantage of owner Woody Jackson's collection of vintage gear from amps to organs. But it was one particular gadget that gave I Want to Be Yours its distinct sound. In an interview with the NME, Alex Turner said, quote, It's the first time we've done that, an old Selma drum machine, and the setting on it was Liverpool. Producer Jamie Ford added that it was probably the same machine that New York punk duo Suicide would have used. Now, it's worth noting here that I've not been able to find any more details regarding the specific drum machine used by the band. I've checked the liner notes, watched and read a lot of interviews, scrolled through pages of Google searches, and even posted on a couple of drum machine forums. But I cannot, for the life of me, find a Selma drum machine with a Liverpool setting. I watched the entire Vox Studios episode of Show Us Your Junk. Hi, I'm Woody Jackson. This is my studio. And freeze-framed every piece of gear on display. I also contacted the owner of the studio to no avail. But while this particular drum machine may not exist, it doesn't take away from the fact that Arctic Monkeys did use one when recording I Want to Be Yours. The earliest known drum machine was written about in the Book of Knowledge of Ingenious Mechanical Devices, published in 1206. Invented by Arab engineer Al-Jazari, the programmable device was designed to entertain guests at royal drinking parties. 700 or so years later, the first modern drum machine was developed by Leon Theremin in the early 1930s. Here's a demonstration of the Rhythmicon, as played by Andrei Smirnov at the Ableton Loop Conference in 2017. As technology advanced, drum machines began to offer predetermined mambo, waltz and bossa nova rhythms, among others. And in the 70s, these were combined with programmable beats that could be created manually. The first microprocessor-based programmable drum machine was the Roland CR78. This was a significant development in drum machine technology, as alongside the 34 preset rhythms, it had the memory capacity to store four user-generated drum patterns. Here's the CR78's rumba beat with metallic effect. The CR78 can be heard on many singles from the early 80s, including In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, I Can't Go For That by Hall & Oates, and Mad World by Tears For Fears. But one of the first bands to take advantage of this new technology was Blondie, featuring the drum machine just months after its release on Heart of Glass. 
This was the third single from Blondie's album Parallel Lines, which was their third studio album, but the first with Chrysalis Records. The new label brought in acclaimed Australian producer Mike Chapman to work on the album. We played him everything we got, and uh, <laughs> he said, anything more? And then, you know, I think Chris said, well, we have this old song, you know, that we, we don't use because we've never been able to really finish it the way we wanted it to be, and that was Heart of Glass. That's Debbie Harry on a 2008 program about the making of Heart of Glass for Eagle Rock Productions. In an interview with The Guardian in 2013, she said, quote, We tried it as a ballad, as reggae, but it never quite worked. At that point, it had no title. We just called it the disco song. Blondie were all for experimenting with their sound and new technology. In an interview with The Wall Street Journal, Chris Stein said that the band, quote, had already been referencing the electronic dance feel of Kraftwerk, but getting that sound back then was a mystery to all of us. The Roland CR78 was designed to accompany solo performers, but instead of relying solely on the machine for the song's rhythm, Blondie added a live drum track on top of it. They started with a tempo click, combined with the mambo and begin settings, layering the live drums one by one. This was a nightmare to record. So I brought this thing in um, once we had decided that we were going to disco this song up a little. They got the click track going and they, they did clam, it was like a Meccano set. They put it bits and pieces and so Clam did the bass drum all the way through the track, then the snare drum, then the hi-hat. Then we, we built the whole thing up and it literally took days. That's producer Mike Chapman and bassist Nigel Harrison on the Eagle Rock Productions' Heart of Glass documentary. Debbie Harry told The Guardian in 2013 that, quote, Back then, it was very unusual for a guitar band to be using computerised sound. People got nervous and angry about us bringing different influences into rock. Although we'd covered Lady Marmalade and I Feel Love at gigs, lots of people were mad at us for going disco with Heart of Glass. But despite the initial backlash, Heart of Glass was a massive hit, reaching number one in Australia, New Zealand, the US, the UK, Switzerland, Germany and Canada. And inadvertently... Blondie paved the way for many rock bands, like Arctic Monkeys, to incorporate drum machines into their music. For more on Blondie, Arctic Monkeys and their use of drum machines, you can follow The Chain on Instagram and Twitter. All of our social media handles can be found in the show notes. On the next episode, we'll do some counting as we find out what Heart of Glass has in common with the next song in The Chain. I'll catch you then.